Hey writers, welcome to Writing YA with Poppy. I'm Poppy Solomon, an editor and author assistant who specialises in young adult fiction. I created this podcast to start discussions with writers, offer advice on writing, publishing and book marketing and talk about my favourite genre, YA. You can find me on Instagram as Poppy's Vintage Books and LinkedIn under Poppy Solomon. You can also visit my website which I'll link below. I am so happy you're here and I can't wait to talk teen fiction with you today. Let's start. Hey writers, I am so excited and happy to be back for another episode. I have unfortunately not been doing so well with the keeping up to date on posting every week at the moment because I've had a lot going on. I just visited Melbourne last week which was really lovely. So I was away for a few days and between that and a lot of other things going on, the podcast hasn't always been staying up to date, so I'm very sorry about that, but I'm really excited today to talk about plotting, which is the third podcast in our series about fiction writing basics. So we've already done characters and world building, so if you haven't listened to those yet, I definitely recommend that you do, so that once we get through these four basics podcasts, we can start getting into the more in-depth stuff, and I have some really exciting content that I've I can't wait to share with you all, so tune in, listen along, Um, I'll tell you about what I've been reading and writing, and then we will get into it. So what am I currently reading? At the moment I'm reading Never Ever Getting Back Together, I got an arc of that which is really exciting and I'm actually really enjoying it. I'm usually not a big romance fan, but if the romance is in some sort of exciting, different, unique story, then I'll always give it a go. And this one's set in a reality TV show, a bachelorette, a bachelor style show where two of the contestants end up falling in love and they're trying to get revenge on the uh, the main guy. So it's really, really fun and interesting. And it's YA, which is always good. It doesn't necessarily read like YA. I actually keep forgetting that it's about 18 year olds. Um, <laughs> because you don't usually see that on Bachelor type shows, but it is really good. I highly recommend it. I'm not sure when it comes out, but I definitely think a lot of people are going to love it. And I also think the author is uh, from Australia, which is really fun. And the other book I'm currently reading is A Court of Mist and Fury, a Sarah J Mass book. Um, I have finally got on the Court of Thorns and Roses hype. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm loving it. <laughs> it's very uh, different. Um, and not really my sort of thing, but I did want to sort of know what everyone was talking about. So I've been listening to the ebook, and listening to ebooks has been something really different and fun for me. I used to never ever listen to them, and um, it's been a learning curve learning how to pay attention to that. Because you know, if you're listening to a podcast or something like that, you don't really have to pay attention to every word. It's okay if you zone out and then come back in, but. With an audiobook you really have to pay close attention because if you miss something then it's very confusing. Um, so yeah that's been a little bit of a, a reading journey for me and it's been really fun to start uh, getting through books a little bit faster because I can just have them playing in the background while I'm doing something else. So yeah I definitely recommend if you haven't got into audiobooks yet definitely give it a try. Um, I've been using Libby, which is really good. They have lots of free audiobooks on there. So you just sign up with your library. The app is Libby, L-I-B-B-Y. Highly recommend it. Yeah, it's been really fun, fun reading at the moment. And there is so much that I'm excited to read. I've got the biggest, biggest pile of books ever. And I'll probably be moving in a few months, which means I have to get through that pile pretty quick because anything I don't read now, 
I'm either going to have to get rid of or bring with me. So <laughs> I have to, I have to be reading very, very fast, which is exciting. Um, and yeah, very, very daunting, but yeah, I've been really happy with all the books I've been reading lately. I've definitely got my love for reading back a little bit. I was definitely in a slump for a while and now I'm at a point where I'm just reading for the sake of it and I'm just enjoying whatever comes my way. You know, it's not about everything having to be this perfect, wonderful book. And it is hard because as an editor, it's hard to turn off my editing brain and actually just enjoy a book for what it is. But I'm definitely starting to learn that, which is really good. And just, yeah, really enjoy everything I read, even if it's not perfect, even if it has problems or, you know, just things that I normally wouldn't like. I'm just learning to take it for what it is and let myself enjoy things. So especially with things like <laughs> with uh, Court of Thorns and Roses, not my thing, but I'm just letting myself enjoy it and thinking about how other people enjoy it and what perspectives it's coming from and yeah, just branching out. So my reading has been very good lately. Onto my writing at the moment. So I've got a little bit of bad news. I did give up on NaNoWriMo. Uh, I gave up about, I think, maybe two weeks in because I realised I just wasn't going to get there this year. The book that I was working on is book four in my fantasy series. So I've already written the first three and the idea is to write them all together. So I'm writing one, two, three, four, then editing one, two, three, four, then editing one, two, three, four. So it's a little bit different, but that's sort of the, the way I decided to do it. Yeah, I realised that by the time I got to book four, which was my nano project, I was so far away from what I'd done for books one, two and three, because I'd had a big break for that series in the middle where I went back to my other fantasy series, um, the one that I'm querying for traditional publishing. So yeah, I had that big break, came back to it and realised I just wasn't in that headspace anymore, not in that world. I sort of disconnected from the characters and everything like that. And I just wasn't inspired to write it as much as I'm really excited to write that book and I'm really excited about what I want to do with it because it's the final book in the series. So, you know, I want it to be really good and I have so many big plans for it. Uh, but yeah, I just realized I'm too disconnected from this story. I need to go back, read the other ones first, and then I can get back into it. So yeah, a few months ago I decided, well, no, actually a few, maybe a few weeks ago, I decided I was going to, instead of doing NaNoWriMo, I was going to go back and edit books one through to three. So I've already edited book one, that's off with beta readers now, so I can't remember if I already told everyone about that in my last uh, podcast, if I said I'd already sent it to beta readers, but yeah, exciting, terrifying, but I, you know, I'm sending it to a lot of people who I'm friends with on Bookstagram, lovely, gorgeous, wonderful people who you know, I really admire their writing as well and just admire them as people. So, you know, it's a lot easier than sending out my work to strangers. Uh, and it's an early draft too, so I expect there'll be lots of things to pick out, but that's okay. That's why we have betas. It's it's a really, really good resource. And I'm going to be writing a blog post actually this month, I think, on uh, how to use beta readers. So I'm really excited about that because that's something that's really important for all writers to get familiar with because it's such a good resource. So yeah, at the moment I am now editing book two of my fantasy series while book one is off with betas. So that is my new goal for the next couple of weeks is to just see how quickly I can get that second draft done. So then I can get that off to my betas as well as soon as possible. I would have preferred to get that feedback back for book one before editing book two, but 
it's just the way things worked out. I didn't want to start a whole new project and my book four for NaNoWriMo just wasn't working out. So that is where I'm at in the writing and editing space for my own work at the moment. And now let's actually get into the episode. So today we are, of course, talking about plotting, about outlining, and I'm very sorry if you're a pantser um, and you're tuning into this and thinking, oh my gosh, I don't want to hear a word of this. Um, to me, I started out as a pantser. I wrote my first book. You know, I didn't really, I hadn't ever learned how to write. It was all something that I taught myself because I just, I'd read a lot and sort of studied books a lot on my own without really you know, truly thinking about it. It's just that I read a lot growing up and I still do. So I learned all those conventions. I thought, okay, what do I want to do? What's a book that I would want to read? And so I didn't plan it or anything like that. I had a few ideas, but really I just had characters in mind and I wanted to write about them. I had characters in a world. And so I just started writing it and the story just got away from me. It just was not coherent in the slightest. It was just a mental book. It was not good. <laughs> but you know, that's everyone's first book is going to be garbage. That's okay. Um, well, I shouldn't say that. Obviously, a lot of people have really good debuts, but when you're still in the learning stage, of course, it's not going to be perfect. So that's where I was at. And then I came back to it maybe a year later for NaNoWriMo or the next NaNoWriMo, because I think I actually did that first draft for my first NaNoWriMo, which is probably another reason it was so bad, because I completely rushed it. Um, but yeah, so I, I went back, I pretty much scrapped the entire first draft and um, redid it. But again, when I redid it, I still pantsed it. And so you think I would have learned my lesson by now that pantsing wasn't for me, but I've always been very much a sort of person who wants to do my own thing. I don't want to stick to a guide or an outline. So it is yeah, very interesting that I ended up being such a strong outliner because that's how I grew up. I hated outlines. I could not do it. But yeah, so I ended up yeah rewriting that book and still it was garbage. <laughs> and um, many, many drafts later, I finally got it to a point where I thought, you know, this is okay, but I still don't think I would ever publish it because it just doesn't really have the bones or the structure to, yeah, to be publishable, I don't think. As much as I absolutely adore the characters in the world that I created, I just don't think the plot's there. So yeah, that's what we're talking about today, plotting. And yeah, if you're like me and you're also someone who really, you know, you don't like the idea of outlining it scary to you or you feel like it'll be too box, like boxing you into a certain thing or, you know, you love to have that creative freedom. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. And I hope you can just take a few pointers from this lesson, uh, this, this podcast today, because it's not really about having the strongest outline that you know, details every single thing that happens. It's just about knowing the A to B of your story. Like, where does it start and where does it end? Where do the characters start and where do they end? Because when you have those things and these overarching plot ideas, then it actually helps you when you're pantsing to still figure out where you want to take the story. So if I'd had that the first time I wrote one of my first books, I would have written such a much stronger story because I would have actually known what I wanted to get out of it instead of just writing and writing. And that manuscript is like 150,000 words. It's huge. 
So, I mean, I guess that's not massive, but it's pretty big. So it's definitely more than what would be publishable for what it is. It's not that good to be that long. So yeah, it's definitely, it's not about saying that pantsing is bad or there's anything wrong with it. I think it's amazing for the people who can do it. That's absolutely wonderful and I'm all for it. I wish I could do that because like I said, naturally I'm not an outliner. But yeah, it's it's just about getting those things in place so that you don't let the story get away from you. And if you're an outliner, you'll probably love this podcast because I'll be speaking right to your heart. If you're a pantser, I hope you still like it. I hope you still pay attention. Maybe you just listen to it on like three times speed and you can just get the main parts down. But yeah, please don't hate me. Please don't think I'm saying anything against pantsers. Okay, I've rambled long enough about pantsing and outlining, so let's get into these tips. So I'll also mention that in this podcast, I'm going to be following just a simple three-act structure. So I actually these days tend to, I kind of use different ideas. It's more about what I'm writing and what I want to get out of it. Again, it's like that figuring out the A to the B rather than everything. But I found that when I was writing my fantasy series, I used to save the cat. And if you haven't heard of Save the Cat, oh my gosh, it is just, it is the best writing book out there. And I shouldn't say that because that's obviously biased. Like, it's just one that really resonates with me. A lot of people like other books, like Story Genius, which I didn't like that one. So it's completely fine if you resonate with some writing advice and not others. But yeah, definitely recommend Save the Cat. But today, because that is a really big one and you don't need me to explain it because you can just read the book, we're just going to talk about the three-act structure. So if you don't like that, then that's okay, you can leave now. But I think, as I was saying before, even for pantsers, having these just these acts and just these basic ideas of where your story needs to go is so, so helpful. So I really want you to first think about why does your story need to be told? Why do you want to tell this story? So you might already have started out and thought, okay, I really want to set it in this world. I really want it to be about this character. I want it to have these tropes. And whether or not you have those things already in your head, I really want you to start thinking about that first because to me those things are more important than plot. Plot comes after you find out your characters because your plot should be based around your character. Of course you might be a plot driven writer so it might be the opposite for you but to me I'll always be characters first. So maybe there's a theme or a message you want to portray through the book, just a character who you really love the idea of, who you want to be introduced into this world that you've thought of. Maybe it's just a fictional world that you've loved inventing in your head, or it's just a story you've never seen written down before, something that you think is really unique and exciting. And that's what I want you to think about is these, why does this story need to be told? Why is this the story that I want to write? And why should I be the one who tells it? So once you have these ideas down, these big themes, it really helps you get an idea of, okay, what do I actually want to do with this story and how can I tell it? Because you might have these big ideas and I'm sure they're amazing, but if you don't have that idea of what you want to do with it at all, you're going to really struggle. So these are a couple of questions that I really want you to ask yourself and these are just some example questions. You might want to go in a little bit deeper, but... These are just some basic questions just to help you get your head around these big ideas. So what is the main conflict that you want to portray in this book? Because there has to be one. So what do you think readers will be interested in? So you might have your idea of your character, your world, your themes, things like that. What is something that you can throw at that character? 
that will make things interesting. Because a story that's just flat, where a character is happy all the time, that actually sounds lovely to read, but I think it would in reality be very boring, that's why we don't read things like that. So you do have to think about a conflict, a big overarching conflict and little conflicts along the way that are not just going to really make sense for your story and your character and, you know, provoke character development as well, but be interesting to your readers. So who is your target audience? And what do they want? What do they expect? How can you surprise them while also not going too far from the norm? And how can you interest them? How can you engage them through the conflicts that your character goes through? And then again about the character, what drives them? So what makes them do the things that they do? That's a really important part of plotting because a character isn't going to just follow your plot. And it's something that I see a lot in fiction and that I see complained about a lot is characters that don't have agency. They just follow along with the plot as if they're not making any of their own decisions. They don't stand up for themselves, they don't ever say no, they don't ask questions, they just get dragged from place to place, from A to B. They don't actually have anything that happens to them, they don't have character development, and all that happens is it's just boring. They're not really a real character, they're just a placeholder for where a character should be. So then furthermore, where does your main character fit into your world? So whether your world is a fantasy world or it's set, you know, next door, it's a world, it's a place, it's a setting. So how does your character fit in? What's their role in their society? What do they do? What do they think? How do they interact with the culture? Are they rich? Are they poor? Are they educated? All of these different things. What do they do for work if they have a job? Or do they not work? And is that part of the conflict? What is their family dynamic like? Who are their friends? All of these things. And I know we're going so deep into character right now, which is not the point of this podcast, but these things are so important. I want you to really get this stuff into your head first before you start plotting, because this is how you figure out your plot. Plot should be based around your character. So the next thing, again, how will your character develop throughout the story? Character development is such a major part of plot and it should be along with your plot and there should be ups and downs Character development is so, so, so important. And every book you read about writing will say this, that character development is just the most important thing. It's more important even than the outside plot because how the character develops, what they learn and how they change is the empathy connection that we get with them. It's how we see the story through their eyes. So if nothing happens to them, they don't learn anything and they don't do anything and all they do is get dragged along by the plot, and in the end, nothing has changed within them, they're just the same person. We just don't have that same empathetic connection to them. So, moving on from characters, finally, I know you're sick of hearing about it, what has already been done in your genre, and how can you make your story unique? I think I said this just before, it's really important to find this balance between things that readers expect out of a genre, so like things like fantasy tropes, romance tropes, things that you expect in a fanta- uh, in a romance, that there's going to be a happily ever after, there's going to be an ending, a uh, happy ending, what am I even talking about? So, you know, you don't want the characters to break up right at the end because the audience will be like, excuse me, this is not why I bought this book. These things are the tropes that you have to follow, these like regular story structures. You don't have to follow them, but it is recommended that you at least keep them in mind because otherwise readers will be so confused and feel a bit ripped off honestly and you just don't want that and as much as I hate to box you in like that and I would hate to be boxed in as well 
sometimes you do just have to follow these tropes but again how do you make your story unique how can you flip these tropes how can you make it interesting and engaging and not just tell the same story that's been told a million times before so start thinking about these plot points and okay well what can i do a little bit differently what how can i make my book interesting how can i make it stand out while not being so far outside the norm that readers are just going to be completely confused and the final question <laughs> is what are readers of your genre asking for? So are they saying, like, if you're hanging out in spaces where your readers are, which you should be doing, because market research is important, you know, if you're just writing a book for yourself, then forget all of this, who cares, it's just for you, you write the book that you want, but if you want to sell your book, you want to be in the spaces where your readers are, you want to be hearing their feedback. So what are some some books that you can compare to your book, your comp titles? So if your book is a lot like, all of a sudden I can't think of any books, but if you can think of a book that's a lot like your book, go and look at the reviews, go and look at what people are saying they wished had happened instead, or saying, you know, look at where it did well and where it didn't do well. See what readers want, or look through the hashtags of, you know, look through hashtag fantasy, and if people are saying all the time, we want more of this trope, we want more of this, we want, or we want less of this, we're so over this thing, you can start to think, okay, I'm at the plotting stage and readers are really saying they want more of this thing. So I can definitely see how I could work it into my plot. Again, it's up to you. You shouldn't just follow your readers all the time. Follow what everyone else is saying. It's your book, your story. But these things can really, really help in the planning stage. Now that you've had these answers, you've thought about all of these things, I want you to start considering how you might put these aspects into a story. So how can we make it have a beginning, a middle and an end? All right, let's talk about the beginning of your novel. This first section is just the most vital part of the book. I think we've already talked about first pages. It is so, so important to hook readers in. It's so important to make the beginning shine, even if the beginning is just the part where you're setting things up before the big conflict. You need to be hinting towards that conflict enough that readers aren't just thinking, oh my gosh, this is so boring, this is just about this character going to work and then coming home. <laughs> you know, you don't want to make it really boring. I won't go too deep into that first page stuff because obviously we've gone over it before. Go and check out that other podcast or check it out on my blog. But like I said, this is where the character, I'm sorry, the reader decides, am I going to continue reading this book or am I going to put it down because it's not speaking to me? If they aren't intrigued straight away, they're just going to put it away. There are billions of books out there to read. They do not need to read your book. That sounds really harsh, but it's true. If you want people to read your book, give them a reason to. You have to be really competitive. You have to have a brilliant beginning because otherwise that's that. You've lost to the hundreds of other books that are competing with you. So when you're planning the beginning of your story, when we're doing our outlining, I want you to consider how you'll give readers the information they need to understand the story. So what has happened up until now? How can we hint to what's going to happen? How can you figure out how to tell them about the character without info dumping? Tell them about the world without info dumping. Are you going to use flashbacks to explain to the readers what they need to know? Or will you weave information into the story? So will you slowly reveal these things through these conversations, conflicts, the things that come up? We've said before, you've probably heard this a million times, don't start your story too early. You really want to start in the action. Don't start with your character waking up and brushing their teeth and eating breakfast and then going to school. And then when they're finally in lunchtime at school, sitting with their friends, 
that's when their friends suddenly say, oh, by the way, we don't want to be friends with you anymore. And that's the start of the conflict when the character goes off and makes new friends and starts on a whole new journey. Make sure that you're starting at that lunchtime. You want to start with the character at lunch, sitting with their friends, being told, we don't want to be friends with you anymore. Because that's shocking. That's to the reader. They're like, oh, goodness me, like, how are they going to deal with this? But if you're starting with the character waking up and brushing their teeth, we know that stuff's happened. We don't need to know. We don't need to see the weeks leading up to the big main event that starts everything off. We can weave that in, like I said, through flashbacks or just weaving it into the story without info dumping. You have to be really, really careful with how you do all these things and where you start the story. So the beginning has to create mystery and answer questions. And I know that is very confusing and a weird thing to say but the idea is you don't want your reader to be confused you want them to be intrigued finding a really good balance between how much can I tell the reader so that they know what's going on and they know what questions to ask and how can I leave enough mystery that they want to keep turning the pages to find out what I'm hiding it is it is difficult to find that balance I'm definitely the sort of writer who wants to reveal everything. I'm a writer who just tells everything that's going on, just reveals everyone's emotions, everyone's uh, motives. I just, I just want to tell everyone what's happening. I'm really bad at the mystery and that's okay. It's something that I just have to learn and I have to go back and think, all right, well, do they really need to know this so early on? Or can I just keep this to myself for a little while, bring it in in chapter three, and then the reader can go, oh, I did not expect that. And that's what's really important. You want that mystery. You want people to turn the pages. But at the same time, you don't want them to be so bored or confused that they just shut the book and go to sleep. I want you to really hook your reader within the first 10 pages. Within the first page, of course. But then you have more pages to really start fleshing out the beginning. So right at the start, you want a connection to the main character. Within the first line, ideally... You want to know who that character is and you want to have an emotional connection to them. You want to be so drawn into the story by the first page, the first line. You want to have such a deep emotional connection with the character that nothing is going to stop you from reading the next pages. So I want you to also make sure any world building that needs to be described is described. Just the basics just need to set us in the story. So where are we? What's happening? Just the very, very basics, the bare details because then you just give the atmosphere, you give that emotional connection, and then you have the next few pages to really go into, okay, this is what's happening, and this is why you should care. That's the beginning, that's our first act of the story. Obviously, a lot more happens in that. I've mostly just talked about first pages again, even though I said I wouldn't. But, you know, you have that whole first act to sort of set things up and make the reader understand what's going on. So that then in the middle of the story, we can start really driving in the conflict, just throwing everything at this main character that we possibly can. So set up your story in the beginning. Don't make it boring, but don't reveal too much. Just let us get to know the character and their world and the conflict and what's going on. Get us interested and involved. And that's all you have to do. So now we're already at the middle of the story. And like I said, this is just a really basic plotting podcast. I'm not going into the really, really deep details. I do a lot more outlining than just beginning, middle and end. Um, but that's because I'm someone who gets lost very easily. So, um, so we're going to talk about the middle and I'll be honest, the middle is the hardest part because this is where you've got to figure out how to 
<laughs> like do the middle it's it's confusing and it's hard to explain because how can you tell people what to put in the middle of their story it's the middle chunk where this is the bulk of it this is where everything's happening what do you actually say this is the journey it's not the beginning where you know what to do you're just setting it up or the end where you know what to do you're resolving everything and having a big conflict what do you do in the middle to keep it interesting how do you keep your reader engaged without just waffling and adding in filler and this is something that i really struggled with before i started outlining so i really hope that you don't have that same struggle and you're really good at writing the middle of your story but for me as someone who when i first started out i was not outlining and i was just trying to write the middle of a book it was a hundred percent filler there was no idea of okay, I need the characters to be let here. I need these conflicts to happen so that these things can change and they can be led in this direction. It was all just me thinking, oh, I have, you know, 50,000 words that I need to fill in. Um, I guess I'll just put in whatever, <laughs> you know. It was not good because I just didn't have the education back then on how to plot. But we're going to talk about the middle of your story now. So this is what to do instead of um, making the mistake of just adding in filler that is pointless. The main idea of the middle is that it's the journey, it's leading to the end, it's connecting the beginning and the end. So by now at least a big conflict would have occurred, you would have had your inciting incident, we know your characters really well, we know the world really well, and they're well on their way into the journey towards the end, whatever that journey is. Your story is just, it's going, things are happening, you're going to get character development, they're chasing after their wants and needs, new information is coming out, plot twists are occurring, and everything is happening to progress the story. So like I said, we're not doing filler, although a couple of filler scenes are fun, that's fine. But we don't want a story that's all filler and no actual plot. We want every single thing that happens on the page to be progressing the story. So this is the biggest chunk of your book. It is really hard, but you need everything to happen that is going to lead to the end, that is going to change your characters. So when you write, I want you to think really, really hard about, okay, well, these are some ideas that I've had for little conflicts. These are some ideas that I've had, you know, maybe you want the characters to all go for dinner at a coffee shop. I don't know why you would go for dinner at a coffee shop, but you get the idea. <laughs> you want to have, you know, you might have an idea of a scene in your head and that's amazing. That's really fantastic. So how can you get that scene? to actually reveal something? How can you make something happen in that scene rather than just having a scene in a coffee shop? Often when you're just in the planning stages, all you're thinking about is the vibe. You're just thinking about, oh, I really want a scene in a forest or I really want, I really want them to go to the beach or I really want a fight with the best friend and then they end up doing something else and this happens and that happens. And that's really good. I'm really, I really do hope you've already got those ideas in your head, that's awesome. But what are you going to do with them? So maybe the journey is a physical journey and this is where Save the Cat comes in so well because it leads you through all of these middle sections and gives you ideas of different stories and how the journey goes. I cannot stop talking about it because it's so good. Please read Save the Cat. But this might be a physical journey. So it might be, I'm thinking like Lord of the Rings type, like <laughs> I haven't even read it, but I know that they a journeying and journeying it's all about the travel so it could be a road trip story or a quest type story this is the middle it's the challenges they face along the way and the development they face along the way or if it's a story that's happening in just one place 
maybe or if it's a romance the middle is the journey either towards the romance you know it's the characters getting to know each other things like that it might be getting through the school year and studying for a big exam and the things that come up along the way there are just so so many things that can happen in the middle and this is also where you can weave in your subplots we love subplots but i'll talk more about that later because subplot is just it's everything really it creates that extra engagement and this is why the middle is so important it is not just your filler space it is not just the nothing area where you're not worried too much about what's happening here it's just about putting in whatever so we can get from the beginning to the end it is usable space you want to use it for the most you can get out of it and you want to engage the reader the whole time you don't want to get lost so make sure the journey is interesting purposeful engaging include minor conflicts to keep it engaging include new characters plot twists there's so much you can do so yeah please don't get like me when I was at the beginning of my writing journey and think oh the middle is just the chunk where nothing really happens what do I do with this remember there's so so much you can do and I want you to get back to me and tell me what you are planning to do in the middle of your story because it's very interesting and I want to steal your ideas no I'm kidding but it is yeah it's a very interesting part of the book and I hope that maybe you have a little bit better of an idea now and go and read save the cat and now we have reached the ending probably the most exciting fun part of the story to write at least for me I love writing endings I love editing endings I love that exciting big conflict I love the resolution at the end I love a happily ever after you know everything that we love to to see and so at the end you're ready for your big big conflict everything has been leading up to this big conflict we're facing we're battling the villain we're going into the war we're doing the big exam we're doing a declaration of love anything like that we're going into massive conflict and then we're getting our beautiful resolution so does the main character win the battle? Do they find happiness? Or are you going to do something a bit different? Give them a tragic ending? Are they going to die? Or are they going to lose someone they love? Are they not going to be reciprocated in their big declaration of love? It's always, almost always best to have a wrapped up satisfying ending for your characters because your reader wants to feel good after reading your book. They want to feel satisfied. They don't want to feel ripped off or like, you know the story got cut off halfway through unless you're writing a series of course that's different but you still want the reader to feel satisfied when they close the book you don't want them to feel like oh okay like I've been following this book along for however many hours and it doesn't even feel finished or I'm really unhappy with the ending because you don't want to annoy your readers it's just you know as much as it's your story to tell it's also something it's a product that they bought so you do have to consider all of these things don't want them to feel like they've read an entire novel just for the conflict to remain unsolved the mystery to remain unsolved I really dislike reading a book and you know you're following along all these mysteries and hoping to get to the big revelation and then they never actually tell you that really bothers me and I'm sure it bothers a lot of other people as well unless like I said unless it's a series and we have more time we can have a little bit more space to be flexible but for a standalone it's really important to just wrap up that story really well and satisfyingly you can also add an epilogue that can always be fun um it's just a little bonus chapter at the end can show you some things about after the conflict is resolved so you can come back to the characters you know you can say all right a few weeks later this is what they're doing how are they dealing with their new changed lives who they are now 
and what are they doing? So it's all about wrapping things up really nicely. It's all about not wasting the time of the reader, just having that big, big conflict. And like I said, everything in the beginning and middle is leading to your end. So you want to have everything come together, all of the big things blow up and explode. And then they, <laughs> you know, the character is suffering and suffering, but they use their character development, their new knowledge and their new ways of being, you know, their new strengths to get past the conflict and they resolve everything and they have a happy ending. You don't have to go through all these things, but these are the basics of story that make us enjoy story. Okay, now we can talk about one of my favourite things, subplots. So your major plot carries the beginning, middle and end of your story and also your character arcs, but the subplots keep your readers engaged throughout the story. And this could be a romance subplot, an underlying mystery that needs to be solved, a task that the main character needs to complete, any other plotline that is a smaller plotline that's separate from your main story but still relevant and flows through the plot. So all of these things, it's I think I've said this a million times, the story is like a web and your subplots weave into that big web and make it more strong and exciting and it just engages the reader. So yeah, this can be a romance that's happening between two characters. So I love when romance is a subplot, when we have an exciting story happening, especially in fantasy, it's always fun. We have a big, exciting, magical story. And in the background, we have two characters falling in love. It's so sweet and fun and it keeps you turning the pages. You want to be engaged, especially in this middle section of the book. These subplots create these smaller conflicts, which are really interesting and they help to keep the character developing. They help to keep the story progressing and they just make it a little more interesting. So I want you to think, what little stories might I weave into my novel? What will I do? to make things a little bit more interesting. Okay, there you have it on plotting basics. So like I said, we just did three act structure. That's super simple and easy. So, you know, even for a pantser, that should be pretty good to consume and understand and put into place. For an outliner who is as serious as me, <laughs> you probably wanna go a lot more in depth than that, but we can talk about that in future podcast episodes. I would actually love to do an episode on um, my outlining spreadsheet and everything that's put into it uh, because I am very much a very strong outliner. I can't live without an outline. I need to know what I'm writing. It just, it helps the writing process so much and it reduces the level of structural editing that's needed because I already know how to get from A to B. I'm not getting lost along the way. Again, that's just me. Every writer is different and I love any way that you write as long as you're getting a book finished and it's amazing because I'm sure it will be if you're writing it. Every book is special and has a place and every writer is different and valid. So I don't want you to take anything too seriously that I say on here, but I hope that this three-act structure explanation helps and hopefully you get a few ideas from it. Hopefully you can get a bit of a stronger idea of what you want your story to do and be. And I'd love for you to send me some some of your outlining. Uh, get to get to Instagram or LinkedIn or wherever you like to go on socials and send me a message and send me your outlines and let's talk about it. And I can offer you some feedback. I love to chat about writing and books. So all the best. I really hope you enjoyed that little podcast. I hope that it was fun. I definitely learned some things as well. It got me thinking about stuff. And yeah, it's just good to revisit these basics because that's what we need, these foundations. And for me, at the point where I'm at in my writing, I get so bogged down in all of the complicated stuff that I forget sometimes about just these simple basic foundations. And as long as you've got the simple basic foundations, you have enough.
you can do it. I believe in you. And that's it. You don't need all these other complicated things unless you want to and you have the capacity for that in your story. I'm excited to now have future episodes where I can go in a little bit more in depth on plotting. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. Send me a message. Tell me what you think about the podcast. Tell me about your writing. And if you want any advice on things, love to chat. Thank you so, so much for listening and happy writing. Thanks so much for listening to the Writing YA with Poppy podcast. To chat with me or to get more writing, publishing and book marketing tips, you can follow me on Instagram, LinkedIn or visit my website. I'll link them all below. See you soon and happy writing.